pinch me. (laughs) I'm an author. I wrote a book, Destined for Greatness, Living an Inspired Life from Head to Tippy Toes. If you haven't already gotten your copy, you may head over to my website, sarahnoose.com, or go to Amazon and check out Sarah Noose, Destined for Greatness. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? So great. How are you? Oh, so good. <laughs> this is so fun. Always so fun. Yeah, we've um, we've done really good, and we're almost at the end of our book. And it is just keeps getting better. It does. Favorite chapters ever. This chapter 17 is my favorite chapter ever. <laughs> but babe, I hate to do this, but my phone keeps ringing the the furniture store keeps calling me, but I only wanted a one night stand. <laughs> nope, I only wanted one night stand. <laughs> oh, the furniture store keeps calling me, but I only wanted one night stand. <laughs> one night stand. So, are we starting chapter seventeen with jokes? I wasn't prepared for this. What's blue and smells like red paint? I have no idea. Blue paint. <laughs> That's funny. My friend Kurt Hunsicker gets credit for this. Oh. Best friend? Best friend. Best friend. I've Best never friend. heard of him. Oh, sure you have. We I go way back. Way back till when? Like, probably the, as long as Mary Morandi, who you've gotten to oh. know that you didn't know that I knew. Yeah. We go way back. Yeah. As she told you. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Well, all right. But he used to work for minor league baseball. In well, their corporate office. I like so jokes. We go way back. And that paint joke is like right up my alley. Yeah. I feel like. Better than the one night stand. Well, because you delivered it wrong. I did deliver it wrong. Adam, I think, yeah. Yeah. I like the, the second one better. It was easier. <laughs> it was easier. Okay. So chapter 17, school was so hard. Did you even graduate? <laughs> You'd yeah. love to talk about how hard school was. Do you not remember? I mean, for me, you knew me in college. Yeah, but I never, we never took a class together. Okay, here's the deal, Adam. And I don't know if any of our listeners can relate to this, but, and you can only relate to me if you truly like were failing out of school. So, cause that was me. But here's what happened Adam would be like, I know it's so hard. Yeah. He always was in my corner agreeing with me to the level that I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Oh my gosh, final. Like it was so hard and I'd get a D or an F and Adam would get an A. Like you always got A's and B's, but you always acted like school's hard. And you still to this day say you were terrible in school. However, I remember a 4.0 and I remember a doctorate. So I, a 4.0 as a master's from you. Like I barely, when I say I barely graduated school, I like, I don't actually, I got a diploma, but I don't know how that happened. It was by the grace of God. So, so I don't want to hear it from you. (laughs) (laughs) But look at you now. Yeah. Would you imagine you were doing the math the other day that across, not that you're making it all, but across all of Tippy Toes, Mm -hmm. all of your franchise owners. Millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. going to tippy toes or tippy toes owners. Yeah. And it's amazing coming out of um, a school 
scenario that you said was so bad mm-hmm. that you were so hard at. Yeah. Nope. I, I messed was... those up too. My gosh. What is that up with you? You said was so hard and you were so bad at. Yeah. School was really hard See, for me. See, who had the harder time at school? <laughs> You're just trying to make me feel special yes. now. Yes. Get it well, all mixed up. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know what's crazy is running a multi-million dollar business was never anything I thought I could do. And actually, it wasn't until the other day that I realized we are a multi-million dollar business. And it was really crazy because I've never calculated it. Now, with that said, we have 35 franchise owners all bringing in, you know, significant amount of money. But had you told me in college, high school, third grade, that I would run a multi-million dollar company, I would say you're out of your ever living mind. But I also think that goes to show that school is very, very important. And I believe that wholeheartedly, but I also don't think it defines your future. Is that bad to say? (laughs) No, I love it. And uh, certainly an accomplishment that very few can say. And now across the world mm-hmm. and in China and, and it'll be fun hopefully in a couple of years looking back at how far China has come yeah China could very easily um, have the vast majority of your tippy toe mm-hmm. students yeah. in China well they're doing amazing right now and so it's so fun to see their cute little faces and their little uniforms dancing and um, they're they're just doing a remarkable job. And we're so thankful to have those partners over there too. And again, that was a God thing. That was not a Sarah thing. And that's what I think about over and over and over. Like God has been faithful and, um, he brought these great partners to us, um, from China, but it never was, you know, never even a thought in my mind. And that's what God does is you keep pushing into the areas that he calls you to be and you do really well at that and God will continue to bless it. And I think that's, um, just how big and how amazing our God is. And that group uh, has big visions to have 400 locations mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they have proven to have been able to do it mm-hmm. um, with another company. So yeah. pretty cool to think that um, it's just going to continue to to grow in a, a country that we have yet to be in. Yeah. But I hopefully agree. we'll go soon. We will. We'll go soon. And that's back to what what is my plan and my purpose, I feel like, is to share Jesus with everyone I meet and to, to travel the world with our family. And I can't wait to go to China and just um, share Jesus with people and dance and tippy toes and all that fun stuff. So a lot of people that am also self-proclaimed did not do well in school, but also have big dreams and goals. What do you have to say to those folks? Well, first, can I stop you? You say self-proclaimed. Like, have you seen my report cards? Like, I think you and my mom are skewed. Like, my mom's like, you always say you did bad in school. I don't remember it. I'm like, I remember hiding my report card starting in third grade because I got a D in music. Who gets a D in music in third grade? I did. Miss Tollefson gave me a D because I couldn't read the, what is it called? Music line? <laughs> or something. So not self-proclaimed. I actually had D's, F's, C's, and A was a rarity on my um, report card. You know, I went to a new school in eighth grade, and I remember my dad trying to talk me into doing seventh grade again. Mm -hmm. And he said, for athletic reasons. Mm. I think it was for school reasons. No, again, you are disqualified with that when you are a Dr. Harry Adam News. No, you could talk, talk to Eric Menzel. He would tell you that I was a terrible student. 
Okay. Well, I'll talk to him. I have but proof. I'm actually not going to believe him. But for all those people, so back to your question, all those people who maybe didn't do well in school and are wondering their path. I mean, it's actually a question that I've been asked several times um, from entrepreneur places is um, when I speak at, you know, the colleges with entrepreneurship or um, entrepreneur uh, conferences. One of the questions is, do you believe that going to college is important? And while I'm an entrepreneur and while I started my business in college and while um, I didn't get a degree necessarily in business, I 100% believe in going to college and graduating. I believe what I learned during that time of hustling and trying to navigate, they were skills. Maybe I don't remember what my intro to African music what that stuff was, but it pushed me to think differently. It pushed me to use as many skills as I could to fight tooth and nail to graduate. And so I feel like more than anything, more than the knowledge that I learned in actually the school work of studying, I learned hard work and work ethic and pushing past an uncomfortable place to reach success. And so I 100% believe in college and I believe in the hard classes and I believe in trying to push for more because I also, I think that allows us to think differently and broader and expands our mind so much greater. I love it. I think, um, to go on that is like the other option if not for you, but for some of us, if, we didn't go to college. The other option would have been like military or something and, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is a great option, but that's kind of something that people, there's people that are keeping you on path. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when you go off to college, there's a lot to just showing up right. and make sure that you wake up and show up to classes and, and do your best. And as we, look back the grade that we got wasn't always as important as just passing and and showing up and being there and getting it done so true but that kind of is one of the big lessons as we go through life mm-hmm. is let's just keep showing up yeah like you talk early on about um you don't have to be great just mm-hmm. be good every day and mm-hmm. it's kind of a good reminder that all we got to do is show up and, yeah. and do our best and um i yeah. think that's also something you know, our friend Julie Isaac says like, whenever there's a question, she's like, just show up, just show up. Like you'll never regret showing up no matter what it is. Just show up. So good. Yeah. So good. I love it. So do you have any more questions? Oh, I thought you, well, you just pulled your book out. I thought you were going to read a oh section of it. Oh no. Do you want me to read to you? No, I oh, okay. will um, jump into my uh, question about Characters that are in the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, you talk a lot about those, and and um, how do you help people push past where they are and overcome the false narrative they have been living into? Yeah, I think so. I probably need to drop the act that I did bad in school because I believe that to be true for so long that. Therefore, when Tippy Toes did present itself as an actual business, I almost didn't believe it because I allowed the false narrative of me not being a good student to define my future. Like, no, I can't do that. I can't run a business because I didn't get 
um, the degree that I wanted or whatever that may be. And so I think the same is true for a lot of us is believing something in our past that we've drug into our future. Um, I've talked about this before, but I was told in 11th grade that I just wasn't a writer from an English teacher. And so I believe that to be true all the way to the day that I was sitting in front of Bob Goff and he said, Sarah, I believe there's a book inside of you. And immediately what flooded to my mind was my 11th grade English teacher telling me I just wasn't a writer. Like, I didn't really realize that was a seed planted in my head until somebody years later tells me that they believe that I can write a book. And so I wonder for you, what is the false narrative that you're listening to or that you're still believing there that's holding you back from living into all that God has promised you? Um, thinking about the characters in the Bible that I talk about is David had an affair. Gideon was insecure. Martha, she was a worrier, worried about everything. Thomas, a doubter. Zucchius was short, little shorty short. Lazarus, well, he was dead and then came alive. Like there's nothing God can't do. We all have the opportunity to be overcomers. And when we lean into the places of our life that are hard and uncomfortable, and begin to shift through um, or like sift through the reasons why and how we can overcome it, we get much closer to a breakthrough. And so one of the things that I would ask our listeners is if you have a dream or goal, like what is blocking your view right now? What is it? For me, it was a seed that was planted that I couldn't write a book or that I wasn't smart enough to run a multi-million dollar business. Um, and then what are you believing to be true about your future? I think that's huge. Um, God gives us the desires of our heart and sometimes they don't make sense. You know, it's like, I don't know, like I could never run a business if I didn't graduate. Like we put that narrative on ourselves, where if we keep pushing forward and try to be really diligent in where we're called, then really God can do anything with no matter what our past is or what seeds have been planted. So good. And such a reminder of the power of words, mm. which you talk a lot about mm -hmm. and, and how much you can either influence or damage somebody by yeah. the words that are said. And, and, uh, I, we we're talking about comparison the other week, but mm -hmm. so I shouldn't compare. Yeah. But it's interesting. You talk about like your 11th grade year and seed being planted and it's sticking with you. Mm -hmm. I can remember my freshman year of high school, a senior in high school that was on the baseball team that I didn't know mm -hmm. or like or any <laughs> of that said something like something to the effect of um, being an idiot or something mm -hmm. that, um, that I remember taking to heart for no good reason. Right. He was just a bully and trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. He didn't know. Yeah. But then looking at him, um, years later and like a lot of times those people, don't really mm -hmm. amount to much either mm -hmm. that are mean and saying mean things. Right. Um, so sometimes when you look back, you think, what was I thinking? Why did I let, why did you let that teacher really influence you? Right. For so long. Right. No, I think it's true. And you know, Adam, I'd be interested to know, like, did you realize you carried that with you? Like I didn't realize I carried her words with me until Bob told me I should write a book and immediately that came to my mind. Like, you know, so sometimes I feel like it's hard to identify. It's like, well, I didn't know. I didn't think I was a good book writer. And then I didn't, 
I really didn't think anything of it, but I remember her smiling and say like, Sarah, writing is just not your thing, is it? And kind of laughed and took my paper when I thought I turned in a really great paper. And I was just kind of like, oh, that stinks because I thought it was good. And I thought I left it there. I didn't think I carried it with me. But 20 years later, there I am. And I'm like, but I'm not a good writer. And I, where did I get that thought? Oh, it's my 11th grade teacher. So I wonder the same for you. Like, you know, you probably thought he was a jerk for saying it. And then you, you still remember it now and you're 40. And it's funny. Like I would have told you I let it go. And, Mm -hmm. and it's because I got to know who he was after the fact. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I wasn't a huge fan and he showed himself yeah, way before then. So I was able to brush it off, but, but what, 12, 13, 14 mm-hmm. years old, you're kind of vulnerable to some of the things people say. And yeah, um, you're exactly right that it does feel like I brushed it off, but then it's popping back up Yeah, in this example that, uh, just the power of words are power powerful. I know. Then you think about your kids, you know, I think about what our kids are hearing and listening to. And that's why, I mean, I always think about my mom, that, you know, phrase that has been around forever, garbage in, garbage out. It's like, that's why we're protective on what our kids hear and listen to and really who they surround themselves with, because things fly out of people's mouths, including ours all of the time. And is it going to build you up or tear you down? And so, you know, I know in our home, we try to have as much positive influence. We always have Christian radio, you know, blaring through the house. Um, and we try to always speak positively because we know that it's a matter of time before people are going to tear our kids down because the world wants our kids, you know, and people say things without thinking or their minds are in different places than ours. And so our job as parents, if we want to really raise really fantastic adults, yeah, like we want great kids, but more than anything, we want to, we want to raise really fantastic adults. And so we have to be mindful with our power of words. Um, you know, it makes me think of my friend, Clear Cherry, who was on our podcast early on, but she has a business where she writes cards and I think I've probably bought over a hundred of these particular cards and I send them out a lot. Um, but I think it's so powerful. The front of the card says you were made with a big purpose, perfectly crafted by a big God whom through his big love offered a big sacrifice so that you could live a life, big life. So never believe that you aren't meant for big things. And I send this out often to people Um, just in our life, because I think oftentimes we don't believe that we're made for big and we often forget. We just go with the mundane. Here's another day, another dollar, another thing that we're doing. And um, really God calls us to a big, beautiful life and it's ours to accept it or not. Yeah. You know, I'm saying all that. I think as parents, we have kind of taken the approach that we make our kids think they did awesome at whatever they did. <laughs> and, uh, and I had a flashback to, um, kind of during COVID and, uh, basketball starting, Hank hasn't picked up a basketball since last year mm-hmm. and basketball's probably his sixth favorite sport. <laughs> <laughs> we probably only do it because it's the winter time and mm-hmm. um, his buddies are doing it, but not, and a, his mom likes it, not the <laughs> best sport, even though he's got, he scored a lot of points last year, but mm-hmm. um, I can remember him coming home and I said, how'd you do it? Cause I couldn't go to practice, mm-hmm. which was killing me cause they only 
allowed the head coach and then the assistant coach. Usually I like to help. But he said that he did awesome. And <laughs> I was like, there's no way he did awesome. But, um, but I was so excited that that's what his mm-hmm. feedback was. Is yeah. that he felt like he did great. And I asked him if they if he made some baskets. And he said, no. <laughs> and I said, well, how many times did you shoot? And he's like, oh, like six. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Uh, but he did awesome. And yeah. I think uh, um, just kind of, uh, now I forget what you're, yeah, a postcard big, said there, mm-hmm. but um, just trying to live your best life and, mm-hmm. and just that attitude that comes with it. I love it. And, you know, there are some naysayers that would say, you know, be honest with your kids and, you know, why build them up. But um, to argue that, I would say because everything else in the world is trying to tear them down and we are to be their biggest supporters and their biggest fans and the ones that are encouraging them all the time. And in our home, anybody who comes to our home, we will find the one thing that goes right. If a hundred things have gone wrong, that's the character of God. And that's what we try to do here. Not that we're perfect. Gosh, that sounded like I meant that not at all, but I'm saying, (laughs) I'm just saying that, you know, there's a lot that's coming at people all the time. And if we can be those people that are encouragers, reminding them that we have a big God that we serve that wants a big life for them, it's important. So the line was, so never believe you are not meant for big things. Mm-hmm. And I I think that would summarize my story of him playing basketball, mm-hmm. coming off saying that he was awesome. Yeah. I want him to believe that he's meant for big things. Yeah. And, uh, and whether or not he is, Oh, he babe. Might be a great basketball he player. He is. He's meant for big things. It may not be basketball, he but he practices hard on a lot of things. Basketball's not one of them. That's but right. he always loves it when it's basketball yeah. season. Yeah. They're seasons of life. Hey, there is a chapter in my next book about Adam's basketball experience, and it's going to be epic. It's actually, do I even reveal it or no? I think you could. Re- Nobody will remember. <laughs> it's going to be three years till the book's done, right? Oh, rude. <laughs> so this is funny, and then we'll let you go. But Adam, why did you quit basketball your seventh grade year? Well, my kids get such a kick out of it, but I was embarrassed that I had armpit hair in seventh <laughs> grade, and I had to wear tank tops, and all of a sudden I had awkward, long armpit <laughs> hair. And I... I was a head case about it and decided I was going to quit. And then the funny, my favorite thing about it is I was telling our kids Mm -hmm. that story around the campfire with Brian Martin. Mm -hmm. And Brian Martin said, I almost quit basketball because I didn't have armpit hair. (laughs) I love that. uh, So what a... uh, Seventh grade is a hard year. Yeah. And our kids but are you guys that, but both disqualified yourself before anybody disqualified you. And so talking about the power of words, that negative self-talk, you disqualified yourself and your armpit hair um, before you should have. And really the truth of it is 50% of the boys did have awkward <laughs> armpit hair and the other 50% were embarrassed they didn't have it. And so, they wish they did. And wish yeah. they did. So, um, Oh, Lord, help us when Hank gets armpit hair. I don't think I'm going to be able to handle that. No. No. Mm-mm. Ah, crazy. Awkward. Well, we're ending this That's podcast. That's going to be a great on- chapter. Though, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. I'm, I'm just thankful for you, babe. Proud of you. Hey, it's Sarah Noose. And I believe that you are destined for greatness. 
Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.